This week's Parsha is Parsha's Yisrael, and it's the Parsha in which we receive the Torah from Hashem. After having left Mitzrayim, left Egypt two weeks ago, and last week we had the Parsha of the great story of Kriyas Yamsuf, the splitting of the sea, and the singing the song of Azyashir. In this week's Parsha, finally, we come to that culmination of the process, and we receive the Torah at Har Sinai. And yet the name of the Parsha is Yisrael. Yisrael is the father-in-law of Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's because in the beginning of the Parsha, Yisrael arrives to visit the Jewish people in the desert. Um, Yisrael hears of all the tremendous miracles that happens, and he comes to visit Moshe, his son-in-law, and the Jewish people in the desert. And because he comes in the beginning of the Parsha, the Parsha is called with his name Yisrael. And then, later in the Parsha, the Torah is given. We know that nothing at all is random, especially anything in the Torah. And the Zayar tells us, that the Torah could not have been given until Yisrael came. It's Yisrael's coming to the Jewish people and Yisrael's acceptance of Hashem, as Yisrael says, now I know that Hashem is the ultimate God. Only then could the Torah be given, says the Zehar. And that's why the Parsha is called Yisrael. It was Yisrael's coming that enables the Torah to be given, which begs the obvious question, why? Um, the Jewish people are all there, Moshe Rabbeinu is there, Aaron is there, all the Jewish people are there. Why could the Torah not be given without Yisrael coming? And the answer explained is based on what uh, a pasuk of Shlomo HaMelech in Koheles, where he says, V'raisi ani I've seen she'yesh Yisrael l'chachmah There's an advantage to wisdom over silliness like the advantage to light over dark. Tanya brings this statement of Shleim HaMelech and explains that the greatest advantage, the greatest light, is one that comes after silliness. After one goes through a stage of silliness, a period of silliness, one is able to reach a much greater level of wisdom than if one would not have gone through the silliness first. And that is the general concept when it comes to holiness Kedusha. The greatest Kedusha, the greatest holiness, the greatest relationship to Hashem follows when one went through a period or state of distance, a state of being involved in that which is silly, that which is unholy and impure, and only when one is able to turn that around and come back to Hashem is one able to attain the greatest levels. And the same is true with the giving of Torah itself. The Jewish people were great people and holy people and they had great and holy ancestors of Ram Yitzchak and Yaakov. So when they were coming to receive the Torah that did not represent the ultimate transformation from that which is negative and unholy to holiness. Yisrael, on the other hand, Yisrael was not only a priest of idolatry, a pagan priest, but as our Chazal tell us, our sages tell us, he was a priest to all different types of idols, all different types of pagan cultures. He was a person who traveled the world, and more than traveling, he was a person who was part of every type of religious service. Um, and the religions, especially in that time, we're talking about all different types of pagan religions, and idolatry, and impurity, all different types of impurity. So when Yisrael is able to come after all that and say, Now I've come to the recognition of the greatness and the oneness of Hashem, and the truth of Torah. So he was able to bring down a level of godliness, a level of divine revelation that even Moshe Rabbeinu could not have and Aaron HaKoyim could not have and Miriam the Neviah could not have because he was coming from the state of the total opposite, of total impurity. And that's what the Zayar says, Matan Torah, the greatest revelation of all, 
can only come after a person, after a Yisra, someone who re- represented the extreme opposite, turned that around. In the same way in our own lives, we all have our own little Yisra within ourselves, our own bouts with, doesn't have to be actual paganism, but that which is unholy and immoral and impure. What we have to understand is that our downfalls and our impurities and our immoralities can be and have to be and are there in order to be the vehicle that lead us to the greatest personal revelation. That's the idea of the Torah being given in Parshas Yisrael. But I want, to take, I want to take this one step further. When thinking about the steps towards the giving of Torah, we really have a couple of steps here. The first step was we left Egypt. That was number one. Then we have Kriyas Yamsuf, the splitting of the sea. After the splitting of the sea in the end of last week's Parsha, we have the war with Amalek. And finally, in the beginning of this week's Parsha, we have when Yisrael arrives. Four steps. Leaving Mitzrayim, the splitting of the sea, battling Amalek, and Yisrael arriving. And then we come to the giving of Torah. What are those four steps? If you look at it as a full picture, and I want to be brief here, what are the four steps leading up to the giving of Torah? And let's talk about it on a personal level. Um, a person trying to leave a negative behavior, negative behavior pattern, um, a negative place, and come to the giving of Torah, to the great revelation of Hashem. What are these four steps in that personal growth? So very quickly, the first step is running away from Egypt. The Pasuk says we ran, we escaped Egypt. The first step of any leaving any negative behavior is running away from it. I don't try to deal with it, I don't try to transform it, I don't try to argue with it. The first step of leaving a negative behavior is to escape it, to run away from it, to quickly decide, I don't want to be here and leave. I'm running towards Kedusha, towards holiness. That's number one. The next step is the splitting of the sea. The splitting of the sea, as we've discussed in the past, represents revealing our deeper and innermost abilities, our strongest and holiest powers. Just like when the sea split and that which is always concealed in the bottom of the sea came out into the open, our own splitting of the sea is when we reveal our deepest soul powers, our our spirituality, our holiness that lies dormant within each and every one of us. So after we've made the decision to run away, escape the negativity of our Egypts, of our Mitzrayim, of that negative behavior, the next step is to reveal our spiritual powers, our deep powers, our holy powers, our mitzvahs, our Torah study, our prayer. But then we have to actually battle Amalek. Ultimately, we're going to have to face those negative things that are within us, and we're going to have to deal with them head on. And that's the battle with Amalek. So first we just escape it, we run out of it, we run away from it, um, those negatives. Then we reveal our spiritual innermost powers, and then we face our negative, again, behavior or, 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 or whatnot, and we face it and we battle it. And ultimately, we come to Yisrael, which is the transformation of that negative. When that that the pagan, the one who was involved with all that negativity and immorality, is able to turn around, be able to be transformed, to recognize Hashem. And then we're ready to receive the Torah from heaven. When we went through the step of escape, the step of revealing our innermost spiritual powers, battling the negatives within ourselves and transforming them. At this point, we're ready for the greatest revelation of all time, the giving of Torah. And on a personal level, to be able to receive the Torah again and again from Hashem, every day to reconnect, every day to um, receive Hashem's greatest gift to us, the gift of Torah, the gift of mitzvahs, the gift of the ability to transform, to carry that transformation, not just from ourselves, but to the entire world around us. Um, which each and, a, each and every one of us is able to be very much a part of.
Have a wonderful Shabbos.